Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, so my dad, I won that state championship in shot put. And my dad had a subtle way of saying, hey, son, won't you stay down and watch the 6A throw? I did. I wouldn't have made the finals. You know what I mean? Parents sometimes have a, have a way of being nice to you. Congratulations, but you're still not very good, you know, that type of thing. But, uh, Greg, thank you so much for the introduction. Uh, the best of the best, William King. Uh, when they added David Cutcliffe, Cutcliffe to this group, uh, enormous benefit for us coaches. Uh, Dave's been through all that and, and a very, very uh, great hire. Very proud to be a part of the state of Arkansas, University of Arkansas. Um, third consecutive top 15 finish in the Director's Cup. A uh, couple of indoor national championships with Bucky and Lance. The basketball team went to Sweet 16. Dave's team uh, had a share of the SEC uh, baseball championship. Today, uh, we brought K.J. Jefferson, our quarterback, who's on the verge of setting Oh, at least six, seven records. Uh, uh, great leader for us. Wonderful kid. Very proud of, of him. Uh, he is our leader. He's our leader uh, both on the offense and the defense. Obviously, on one side of the ball, a lot of times you'll have leaders that are on that side of the ball. KJ is our team leader, and uh, we're awful happy that he is. We brought Rocket Sanders, our running back, uh, rushed for over 1,400 yards last year. And the one thing I'll say about Rocket is he's never been in trouble. Uh, uh, Class-wise, uh, uh, all his tutors, all the all the teachers uh, love him. Uh, we do too. Uh, gained another 10 pounds. Is running faster than he ever has. Has had a great off-season. Then Landon Jackson, you'll see him. Uh, he went from 236 at the end of last year to 280, running over 20 miles per hour. Uh, by the way, a, a nugget there, him and Grace, uh, his girl fiance just got engaged uh, a, a week or two ago. Uh, last year, uh, we were invited to our third consecutive postseason uh, bowl. Uh, obviously, uh, my first year, we weren't able to play the Texas Bowl because uh, TCU uh, had COVID problems. Uh, we've won two straight in a row. Uh, last year's game against Kansas, uh, I, it changed a lot for our program. Um, at the end uh, of the season last year, uh, we had a lot of guys in the portal. Um, we uh, had coaches that left. Uh, and for us to be uh, go to Kansas with nine or to go to the Liberty Bowl, which was a great venue, um, and win that game with nine starters out. It showed a lot about, you know, people were concerned about what's going on with the program. Well, watch the Liberty Bowl. We've got nine guys that, that are out, and we win the game against a very uh, good opponent. We have to get some things fixed. I think we've had a good offseason. Um, we lost four games last year by nine points, ended up winning seven games. Uh, we've got a lot of situational football to get fixed. We've worked on it. I've worked on myself. Um, we 
I won't go for it on fourth down very often. So I have to work on it to see if we can get it a little bit more in practice. At the same time, we're helping the defense. The analytics certainly has changed football. I've got to get in into it a little bit more than what I have in the past. Um, but we have situational football. But our program is built on toughness, physicality, uh, the ability to be coached, the ability to be loyal to each other. And uh, I feel like our team is that way. We have two new coordinators. And I'm proud of, of I was proud, I said it last year. We had uh, one of three, one of eight schools that had, had both coordinators uh, back last year. Uh, we lost Barry Odom, a great friend of mine, uh, got the head coaching job at uh, UNLV. We'll do an outstanding job there. We lost Kendall Bryles. Kendall Bryles, we just came off a season of 6,000-plus yards, one of only three times that that's ever happened in the University of Arkansas history uh, to TCU. Very grateful, very thankful for those two guys and what they did for us. However, they left, and now we've got we 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 need to replace, which we have. I want to talk to you about uh, Dan Enos, our offensive coordinator. We were together in 2015. One of those three 6,000 plus seasons was when he was with us at Arkansas. Then uh, Travis Williams, uh, we went to UCF to get him as our new defensive coordinator. I interviewed four or five guys when I got done with him. Uh, called Hunter Urechek and told him this: this is the guy. Um, in the portal world and the coaching world, he's very aggressive. And I knew in the portal world, if we lost somebody, we could dang sure replace them. And uh, Travis was was uh, very, he's a great man, very positive guy, really good coach. Uh, we went to Florida State and got Marcus Woodson as our defensive uh, backfield coach, co-defensive coordinator. Darren Wilson was an analyst at Florida coaching our corners. And Morgan Turner has had eight to nine guys uh, play in the NFL when he was a tight end coach at Stanford, and we were able to get him from Stanford. One of the key cogs to us was getting Ben Souders from Louisville. Ben, ben is our new strength coach. He's done an outstanding job with these kids. Uh, holds them accountable. Uh, you'll, you'll see the three that we brought. We've got a whole bunch of guys that look like that, and uh, that's uh, credit to Ben Souders and his staff. We obviously have a challenging schedule. I think last year somebody told me we played seven teams in the top 25. Well, that's the SEC, and uh, uh, we're excited about that. This year, our crossover games, we go to Florida. I don't believe we've ever won at Florida. Um, we have Missouri at home, and then we have a, a non-conference schedule. Uh, we're excited to get BYU again. Uh, Kalani Satake is an outstanding coach, and uh, we're excited to get BYU playing here as we played them down there last year. 14 returning starters, four on offense, seven on defense, and our three specialists. Um, Brady Latham, Bo Lemmer are both uh, catalysts to our offensive line. We're going to need them. Uh, we've moved Bo Lemmer to center uh, to help us in that aspect. Eric Gregory, Newtubic Larkin, Hudson Clark, those guys have played a lot of ball for us on defense. And, of course, Eli Stein and, and, and Max Fletcher and Cam Little at the specialists. Roster additions, we had 21 high school scholarships addition. 21, 12 of that 21 came in in January. Nine of them came in this late May. 
19 additions to from the portal. We addressed every uh, problem that we felt like we had, whether that be starting or whether that be depth-wise, depth uh, except the only position that we did not replace in the portal was running back. We're expecting all those guys to, to contribute to us. I'm looking forward to year 2023, being the head coach of University of Arkansas. I'm looking forward to my fourth year being the head coach at Arkansas. Congratulations to the media. It's your day. Uh, congratulations. I, I want to thank you all nationally uh, for the kind things you've done for our program. Uh, this is what it's for, for you guys to sell our and help us sell our story. And we appreciate you so much. I'm really indebted to the guys from Arkansas and all the things that you do uh, for me and for the university and for the football program. With that, I'll take questions. Thank you, Coach Pittman. If you have a question, raise your hand. Pam, Aaron, and Asher will have microphones. We'll start right in front of me, Coach. Uh, second row right here in the middle with Tom. Hey, Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. You just mentioned the number of players you got out of the portal, a lot of them on defense. Yeah. And Brian Kelly was here saying when you get that many guys from the portal, you really don't know what you got. Uh, I, what gives you confidence that the, the guys you brought in are going to work and that defense will be better this season? Well, I think, uh, first of all, the guys that we have on our team, I think, are better. You, you know, they've improved. They've improved their strength and their speed and those things. Um, some of those times we, we've seen in spring ball, you know, I think nine of them are not, you know, they're new, new. Those, I don't know, I'm not speaking for Coach, I, but I, I'm assuming that's what he's talking about a little bit more, the brand new ones that came in in June and those things. You really don't know. Uh, you, you don't have a clue. Uh, but for that part of it, you're looking for some depth. And, man, if somebody will come in and be able to start from that group, boy, you've really hit the jackpot. So I agree with Coach on that. Um, how we're going to be better on defense, I, you know, I think we're going to be better on the D-line. And I think that's going to help us. We're going to be able to play a four-man front. I think we'll be a little more aggressive. Uh, we've always been trying to get man-to-man -man cover corners. And I think between Snacks and Nudie and Day Day and Braxton and, and some of those guys, I think we're going to have an opportunity to play a little bit more man, which will allow us to be a little more aggressive and move that front. Moving the front helps you in the run game as much as it does in the pass game. And, and I think, well, we've got to do that a little bit more than what we have in the past. Coach, we'll stay in this middle section to your right, just on the aisle, Trey. Hey, Coach, Trey Biddy, Hog Sports, 24-7 Sports. Uh, kind of a similar question about the portal. When you look back at when you were hired, uh, the 2020 class, you had such a quick turnaround. You fast forward today, there's only two players left from that class, yeah. guys that should be redshirt juniors and seniors. 2021, you weren't able to face-to-face -face recruit, had some misevaluations there. I'm curious, have you ever thought like how much trouble you might be in now if not for the transfer portal and how thankful you, are you that it came along kind of when it did with transfer portal and NIL? Absolutely. And, and to be honest with you, though, Trey, I think part of the 
transfer portal is the guys left. You, you know what I mean. Uh, we have two, but that's because some guys left and this, that. Now, I'll tell you what. I learned my lesson a couple years ago because we were talking about who could we afford to lose, you know, if we if we lost some guys and then we need some scholarships, all that kind of stuff. Not running them out of the program. We talked about who And um, I learned my lesson. I, I went this spring and I said, hey, I don't want nobody to leave. I don't want anybody on the team to leave. Uh, if you think about it, uh, your worst player might be friends with your best player, and you're running his best friend out. You, you've not only lost the worst player on the team, you lost the best player on the team. So uh, we're not trying to lose anybody off the team, but to answer your question, I think the portal has benefited us, if that makes sense. Uh, I do think the window is way too long. I think we're trying to address that uh, as coaches as, as uh, NCAA, as, as an SEC group. Um, but I do think it has benefited us. And the only way things are going to benefit you is if you look at the situation and go, okay, this is the cards dealt. How can we have the best results out of these? And I think our coaching staff's done a nice job of replacing. Coach, we'll go right down this middle aisle, right here on the near side. Hi, Coach. Clark Brooks on three in SEC StatCat. Garth Brooks? Clark Brooks, C-L-A-R-K. I get it all the time. Get it all getting, the time. Well, no, I just thought it was. I was getting ready to get your autograph. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach Bryles has helped lead your offense to lead the conference in explosive play rate each of the last two years. You have 40 more by volume than the next closest conference offense. I wouldn't necessarily categorize Dan Enos's offenses at Maryland as potent. Was that a sign that you're trying to trade a little bit more consistency for potency or are you still confident you can still be the SEC's best at capturing big plays? Was that a question? Yes, sir. Um, well, I hired Dan Enos because I th think he's a hell of a football coach. So, um, and I, I get what you're talking about. But Dan wasn't dealt the same players that we have on our team either. So that's yet to be yet to be seen. Uh, I had I hired Dan Enos because I thought he was the best play caller I've ever worked with, and uh, I felt like that's what he what we need. But you're right, explosive plays score points, and uh, so that would that be a concern? Not necessarily a concern, but uh, we're certainly uh, think about that all the time. Coach will Thank go right in front question. of me in the front row. Teresa. To your left, Coach. Hi. Teresa Hi, Walker, the Associated Press. You, you mentioned the, the portal having benefited from it, but it being maybe a little bit too long. Are there any other ways that maybe the transfer portal can be, you know, any other ideas to tighten it, fix it, make it more effective uh, to, to everybody? Well, I believe that kids already know if they want to transfer, I think they know. I mean, it's like a house coming soon for sale. Now on Twitter, it's I'm getting ready to go in the transfer portal because the rules say you can't talk to them all this, so they're letting the world know they're getting ready to. I think they already know. I think a week is plenty of time. It's going to be a lot better for roster management. It's going to allow us to, if a guy goes in the portal, allow us to go back to high school and recruit. Right now, it's very, very hard if you lose a guy in a portal not to go replace him with a portal guy. So I think uh, closing that window down somewhat. Uh, if I'm a grad transfer and I've transferred once as a grad transfer, to me, that's that's 
plenty. You, you, to me, you can't go transfer again. Uh, uh, some of those things, I think, would help roster management. NIL's part of NIL problem comes with the ability to transfer. And if we close that window down, uh, maybe uh, some of the financial things that you're hearing in NIL uh, might be uh, become more true than maybe just words. Coach, we'll go back over to this middle section on the right-hand side, about four rows back. Coach Travis Gailey with OrangeBloods.com. I'm curious if you've heard any what you're hearing from fans and boosters about the addition of Texas bring, coming back to the SEC and renewing this rivalry. Well, I think uh, obviously the state of Arkansas is ecstatic about you know uh, having an opportunity to play Texas uh, and for that matter Oklahoma proximity is so good it's, you know it's so good for us and uh, you know it's not going to be this costly on fans because they can drive back and forth uh, to Norman and to Austin um, but I think they're uh, relatively everybody's really excited about that obviously we're bringing two powerful story programs into the SEC so we know they're going to be really great opponents, um, but I think everybody's excited. I'm excited. You know, I'm from Oklahoma. Uh, 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 grew up a Sooner fan until I moved out to Eastern Oklahoma, became a Hog fan. But, um, yeah, I think it would be a great deal for the SEC and, and specifically Texas because of the old uh, Southwest Conference rivalry. Coach, we'll go back over here to our left side on the aisle. Trey? Trey Schapp, Buzz Radio Network. Coach, how do you feel about your offensive line, specifically the tackle position, and then the depth now that you have in the quarterback room? Well, at tackle, you know, we have very – we have talented tackles. Uh, uh, Devin Manuel and Patrick Kudis. We, we like those guys. We like Tykees Crawford. We like Andrew Chambly. Marion Harris could, could go out there and play. They are not guys that's proven on a Saturday afternoon yet. Are they talented? Yes. And you know I've been an O-line coach forever. I've got one of the best offensive line coaches out there in Cody Kennedy. But um, these guys are really good players. I know they can play. They just haven't yet because we've had the luxury of having older guys on the team and even six-year guys, super seniors, you know, that have kept them off the field. But I think it's about time they go out there and show what they're going to do, and I have no doubt. I feel really good about that. Coach, we'll go back down to center aisle. It's about halfway back. Hey, Sam, it's Anthony Dash of UJSports.com. Kind of go back to Ben Siler just a little bit. You guys were at Georgia together, obviously, for a few years. Was there anything uh, during those that time uh, that you kind of kind of caught your eye with him? And a second question, you added Jaheim Singletary to your program as well. What do you expect him to bring this season? Jaheim's a little bit like what we talked about because we, we haven't had an opportunity to see him uh, as much. You know, we didn't have a spring ball with him. Uh, but uh, so we'll see. Obviously, we took him because uh, we thought he could be an outstanding player for us. Uh, what we've seen is work ethic and all those things is heading that certainly that direction. Uh, ben Souders, I loved him. Uh, I liked him as, as a man. I like his work ethic. I like what he's about. He's a Christian man. I like everything about him. And uh, when, when uh, we had a turnover there, uh, he was the first and only call that I made. Go back to this middle section to your right, Coach, again, over on the aisle. 
Hey, Sam, Andy Wittry with On3. We know there's alignment between Arkansas and the State House. You've one of the more advantageous state laws nationally. Uh, the Knoxville News Sentinel reported that Tennessee actually had their AG step in and cite their NIO law to maybe prevent a bull ban. What is that like when the State House is supporting the school and there's that alignment legislatively? Strong. When I talk about the hog is strong. I must need to talk about the state is strong. It's strong. And, uh, um, you know, we can't say much of anything. We, we go one side or another public, publicly for political or anything like that. We all, you know, we can't. We don't have a voice. We get in trouble. Uh, but I'm very uh, happy with our university and how they tried to help us and certainly Congress and, and the state, uh, excuse me, the state representatives in University of Arkansas or in the state of Arkansas. Okay, we'll stay in the middle aisle, about halfway back. Hey, Sam, Colin Wilson with the Action Network. Travis Williams had one of the most aggressive defenses and finished top 10 in Havoc down in Central Florida. Often, sometimes bring six, seven, eight. Are we going to see a more aggressive Arkansas defense this year? Well, I imagine we'll see a more aggressive. Well, I don't want to be that aggressive, man. They would cover zero a lot, and I'm watching it. And so when I interviewed him, I said, "Hey, man, man, I want to go after people, but every now and then, can you leave a guy in the middle of the field back there? You know?" Uh, but uh, yeah, I think I, I mean. Those type of things uh, have turnovers that come. You, you, sometimes you think about, well, what if your corner gets beat and, you know, they go score and all that. But I like his thinking. I think his corner is, well, what happens when we hit the quarterback and, and the ball goes up in there and we, we get it and go score a touchdown too. So I like that. Um, I, I have a lot of confidence in him. And uh, uh, we will certainly be more aggressive. That's just his, his nature and his style. Coach, we'll go over here to our left on the far side near the Coach, Eric Bailey with the Tulsa World. Uh, can I ask you just your earliest Oklahoma football memory? And then these schools have only played three times since 1926. Do you sense a natural rivalry could develop? You know, the proximity is there. Uh, do you think that'll happen now that they're joining the SEC? Well, my first memory of Tulsa World is when in 1979, uh, I made the uh, Tulsa World uh, All-State team. Um, that's true. What do we else to give it to? There's like three running backs in the state. But um, the the did you say Tulsa World? Uh, Oklahoma football memory. You said you were an Oklahoma fan. I was one of your first Oklahoma football memories. Oh, I got a bunch of them. <laughs> Brian Bosworth. You know, one of them. And I was a football fan, but one of them was when Arkansas, you know, in 78, you know, OU's got to win a natty, or win the game, they win the natty, and then, you know, Arkansas got them 31 to 6. I, I, at that point, I wasn't, a, I wasn't an Arkansas fan, I was an OU fan, you know, it's time, but, you know, um, you have Billy Sims. I mean, there's a lot of great memories. Um, we couldn't really afford to go to the game or anything like that, but, um, a lot of great memories, Oklahoma, Barry Switzer, you know, of course Stoops now, you know, was the next one. And uh, yeah, a lot of great memories, powerful program, uh, great program.